We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one one podcast. Hear my true stories. Yo, our dear listener, thank you so much for joining Hear My True Story podcast. It is me, your host, Otako. Are you interested in international arts networks? Oh, are you interested in joining international arts organizations? Or maybe would you like to learn from other people in international arts organizations? Well, on this episode, we get a chance to listen from experiences and stories of one of the members of an international arts organization. The organization is called Young Idea, an international network of artists and theater educators. You need to stay on this episode and get to know more about what they do and how they organize these networks and how they organize these international worldwide meetings and what someone can benefit from being part of such a wonderful arts network and i just request you to stay on the podcast and you'll get to know more who do we have this week for our podcast this week's special guest on your podcast hear my true story and i'd like to ask our guest a wonderful guest uh please could you maybe introduce yourself to our listeners Uh, yes, hello, my name is Kati um, and I am a theater pedagogue and I live in Berlin and I'm currently involved in an international organization which is called IDEA, International Drama and Education Association and um, together with my colleague we are co-directing parts of uh, the organization the young idea it's called young idea it's the um the youth part of idea wow so thank you so much for that detailed introduction i mean i i'm just going to ask you something simple yeah i mean what you Your personal story. Why did you choose to become uh, a theater 
pedagogy i mean why did you choose to do theater as a person what is the story behind that uh i think it's a story with um a long journey so i uh, tried out many different um many different ways um or i tried out many different things before actually um arriving to theater and theater was something that i discovered um some years ago after searching a lot what about the purpose of my life and i um i was always searching for um ways to to be able to um ways to to be able to uh, start to do and express things i like and talk about topics i like but in a creative way so i think uh, for me the the important thing was to be able to take decisions on my own talk about topics and express them in a in another way than just talking you said you're a director of young idea yeah i mean i mean for our listeners i may know more about young idea but for our listeners who are listening right now maybe they would like to know oh, i mean what is young idea what is all this association that you're talking about um so idea is a network of theater pedagogues um all or people or theater makers all over the world that are interested in strengthening theater in education worldwide so what we do is we do um we all are involved in some ways of um working in the theater field with people who are not working as a life um or who, who are who are maybe new to to the um to to the way of arts or who are um trying to to get to know theater so that's what i do especially in in germany with young people but mm. also with adults why did you choose to join you yourself to join this association this uh, young idea or this idea why did you your personal reasons what what was the purpose of that i i have always been interested in international exchange so before i before even starting to to do theater i was always learning uh, languages and um traveling also studying in foreign countries i studied in um in chile and i studied i studied in france when i was really young uh and i worked in different countries so i'm i have always been interested in international work and exchange and then i discovered theater uh and I discovered that there is a possibility to um to work in an international context 
with theater. So theater gives us the possibility to not only use spoken languages, but also other kinds of um, communication. And that's what is interesting for me. Okay, so you really wanted to to travel. You, you, you really wanted to do collaborations. You really wanted to learn about other places. And that's one of the big reasons that you decided to join Young Idea. I think so, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, you are not so far away from me. I mean, for me personally, I decided to become an artist because I wanted to travel. And where I come from, Uganda, that's where, that's my home country. And travel traveling is not easy. But as an artist, you may be, you may not bring bread on your table, but <laughs> you will travel all the time. And that's why I decided to become an artist. And I really traveled. I really had the chance to move to countries where I did projects and I got to learn, meet new people. And I always wanted to do this, but I couldn't do it as an individual. That's why I decided to become an artist. That, that is my personal story. <laughs> I chose to be an artist. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what, what kind of work does really idea oh let me say young idea i'm speaking about young idea because you you are you are in young idea what kind of activity I mean, what kind of work does it really do that someone would say yeah it's a good association that i would love to really be part of it um so what uh, what we basically do is we um we get people together from different contexts and from different countries um and um we have some kind of a pro- we have developed with a group of young people um this was when i was still in my studies in i studied in rostock university i studied theater pedagog um theater p- pedagogy and this is where we first started to think about what kind of exchange would we like to have um during during an international exchange in the frame of idea so the group of young people um developed in 2017 some um program ideas um and this is what we actually we build up on on, on those ideas since 2000 It was 2018, I have to correct myself. Um, we built up on those ideas. And uh, the ideas that were developed were that we would really like to do peer-to-peer workshops, learn from each other. Um, we were a group of students of theater pedagogy, and we met with students from universities, um, for example, of Amsterdam um, and um of um, artists in, in Brazil and um, we could already um, we could already um, show something that we do to each other and show new techniques and methods to each other and this gives us always a lot of um, new ideas and inspiration and input and we really love to to learn from each other So this is one part of the exchange just we do or the exchange programs we do and then um I mean we are facilitators for 
young people mostly who who like to who would like to play theater but um what the things that we miss sometimes is that we miss sometimes to also play and to also do be part of a theater project so um another uh, interesting or another input we we give in those meetings is to play together and to create maybe a small performance um, during the meetings we do. Um, yeah, that's basically the intentions we have. And we have um, already, since, uh, since 2018, we had already two other Young Idea meetings. One took place in Lomé in Togo in um, 2020, just before the pandemic really started in the world. Uh, and the second meeting we did was in 2022 in Iceland. Um, yeah, in Iceland. So um, in those two meetings, we gave each other peer-to-peer -peer workshops. In Lomé, we also created workshops for schools. So we also like to to connect to the place where we are and try to give something of those of this big treasure we have as an in big international group to the place where we where we meet so there we 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 created together with an international group many workshops um, that we gave together in the schools um and maybe i just say there there's the small public publication of the work we did over there um it just um was printed it was printed in uganda <laughs> okay and uh, yes and um we um in this publication you can see all the workshops we did the reflections we did on our work also in terms of um yeah in, in different terms for example in terms of um the question of colonialism and uh, the question of colon colonialism in connection to international work, mm. which is also, of course, always part of um, of the work that you do. do. Yeah, the reflection on this is always part of any international, or should always be part of any international work, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we shall come on that question later in the conversation yeah and for our dear listeners who are listening right now this is so interesting and i would like to ask another question to our dear guest i mean what countries are you like mainly i mean how many countries are part of this association or which continents can someone find the young idea so at the moment um uh, young idea has been organized mainly um, by people of Europe. The, the reason for that is that the last Young Idea directors were from Germany. So the meeting, the first meeting took place in Germany and there we, we had a meeting with an international group from Brazil, from the Netherlands, from France. Um, I, I'm... Um, from Iceland also and um, those people met over there and um, 
out of this group, the group of organizers of the next Young Idea meetings that are called Young Idea Labs, um, um, was born. Um, and um, that's why the group at the moment is strongly European. But we also have um, participants and co-organizers from Lomé, because the last meeting took place in Lomé, uh, in Togo. And we have um, had also participants from China, from the Philippines. Um, we have strong connection to um, to people from from um, North America now, um, and we had participants from um, or we had also people who would have liked to meet us, but um, as the traveling is always a really expensive thing, um, it was not possible to to travel for everyone. So people from, we had people from Tunisia and people from Peru and, and so on who would have liked to, to, to travel to meet us. And we are still in contact and trying to, um, to, to always widen our network to a more international network and not only Eurocentric, and Eurocentric one, but I think the most important thing is to let people know that it is an open network and everyone who likes to and who has the possibilities to join and to um, work with us could join us. And um, if there is someone who is willing to organize a meeting um, for young idea participants in their country, um, then the whole network would um, be flexible and um, always change to a more international and more worldwide represented group. Make sure to leave a review. This makes our day and fuels future episodes. Hear my true stories. Okay, yeah, you mentioned about someone joining and being uh, organizing the a network meeting in their country. That brings another question for me. Uh, how does a person become a member? Or maybe how does an organization become a member of Young Idea? So Idea is an international, like Idea is the, the mother organization. And to be part of Idea, you always need to be an official, official member and also paying a membership fee. But um, Young Idea is especially like the or the, the sub-organization for young people and we don't expect people to pay any fee if they are willing to be part of um, organizing and um, work with us. So anyone who is um, working in the field of theater since not a long time, since maybe three, four, five years and um, wants to connect with people from all over the work, world who do the same work or um, similar work could join and could, um, could join us and um, like connect to us 
and then um, we would um, inform anyone who wants to be part of another um, meeting. Okay. So uh, how, how do I benefit if I become a member? I mean, most of the times, that's what I ask myself. If I join any other association, how do I benefit? What have you benefited, you as an individual, since you're already a member and you are the kind of like the president for Young Idea? Or, do I, or, or am I wrong about that? Um, I'm I'm working together with um, with uh, the director of Young Idea, and we are sharing a co-directorship. Okay, co-directorship. Okay, mm-hmm. good. For that reason, how do I benefit? Since I'm asking the co-director, how do I benefit if I'm from Togo, if I'm from Uganda, if I'm from uh, Peru, if I'm from Bangladesh, if I'm from. Uh, some other part of uh, Asia, yeah. How do I benefit as an individual or as an organization from being part of the Young Idea? I think it depends. Um, and it's also a really individual question. So for me personally, the benefit um, of the last meeting in um, Iceland was that me and I think also most people who were there, or maybe all of them, you have to ask them, um, we benefited in being together and inspiring ourselves um, in the group. And um, also we benefited in strengthening our opinions in a big international network by um, by by um, showing um performance in the congress of idea in iceland so um for me the benefit is always a mixture of being part of something exchanging having fun together inspiring each other um playing um and being also part of a bigger thing and not like in my work, um, I, I work in a theater at, at the moment. And in my work, um, I'm always giving and I'm always um, making it making it possible to play uh, for people. And I'm organizing performances and I'm, I'm also facilitating the um, rehearsals and so on. And in this case, I was just part of something and I was able to also play and I was able to learn from other people. So this is my personal benefit. And I think if you organize a young idea meeting in your country, it has many more also political benefits, maybe for your association or also um, for, for, for the partners which um, you you work with together. So, for example, if if you host a young idea meeting and then there are maybe 15 or 20 people from from different countries all all over the world coming to your place and um, maybe giving workshops or um, developing a school workshop or... um, showing a performance in your place this could give you you and your um how do you say your community also a big benefit okay so 
mainly it is an association a network you get to meet people of your kind of thinking and also yeah of course traveling and collaborations are big opportunities to learn from other parts of the world how things are yeah. done and maybe i forgot to say that of course by knowing people who are in the professional field of theater pedagogy or theater makers of course uh, by knowing the people you start to think about co- collaborations so for example i mean this is not an international one but in i have a, a, an example uh, in the last meeting in iceland we had two participants from new york and they just met via our network and already started collaborations so um yeah networking also means to be able to start new collaborations with new people in your own context yeah that is true and of course uh for our dear listeners uh how do i come to get in touch with kati the co-director of young idea is that i met kati in a collaboration in, in a, a big project here in in europe it was in france uh where we were working on a project called spice road that's how i go to meet her but i got to learn about idea in 2013 when i was in hong kong for a big project what which was called uh conference of rivers that was organized by a theater organization in hong kong and that's how i got to learn more about idea and now we are talking about young idea because you whenever we meet or talk we talk about young idea passionately that's why i said why don't why not invite you on our podcast and you talk more about this young idea and how it can benefit other young people so um because of time i want to ask one question uh how, how is young idea funded i mean how do you manage to do these collaborations so this is the most difficult question because um it it's always difficult to find fundings for worldwide international network work so um mostly the fundings in germany at least are organized in a way that german as uh, german fundings um support germans who go abroad or people from abroad who come to germany but if you have an international meeting somewhere with people from all different countries then it's not easy to find fundings so um when for example when we invited um students and young practitioners to rostock it was not so difficult to find fundings because it took place in a university in germany and um the funding mainly work through the university and other fundings connected to germany when we did our meeting in lomé in togo it was a much more difficult topic because um we could not find so much german money um for a international meeting in togo um and um we had some um support from um bvts from the um from the organ- like young 
theatre work organizations in Germany. We had support for German students traveling to Togo. And we tried to get support from the Goethe Institute, but this, for example, didn't work out. So it was, in this case, really difficult to find fundings. And also the, um, the university in Lomé, of course, they, um, they funded the rooms over there and they supported us with um, mainly with organizational work. Um, but also could not um, provide too many fundings for, for this meeting. And in um, Iceland, the um, head organization of, um, of um, theater pedagogy in Iceland, which is called FLIS, they organized the rooms and uh, staying for us. Um, but we also got a big support from IDEA itself, even though IDEA is not an organization that has um, normally big fundings for for their for, for the meetings of Young IDEA. So if we also tried to, I mean, we also tried always to do um, uh, crowdfunding, but that is, that is of course also a big work to do and um, if anyone has better ideas to fund international meetings please contact us we would be so happy okay <laughs> <laughs> oh definitely idea listeners we shall put the information about young idea in this episode and you'll just find it in the description of the episode and you can reach to young idea we can reach to the idea To get more information about them, you can also read on their website, which is also going to be in the description of this podcast. But because of time, I just wanted to uh, to ask you, yeah, is it really important that you guys can keep on running such a big network with no really fixed funding? I mean, why continue? I mean, why do you push so hard for such things? when the funding is quite not easy for some regions of the world, mainly from the global south? That's a really good question. Um, so the question is mainly, is it worth it to do uh, international collaborations and meetings if, even though it's not funded? Is it right? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, this is a question that maybe everyone has to ask themselves. We, we mainly work in, we mainly work in our free time to make this possible. And, uh, this is how the whole network of idea always worked since, um, since decades. So, um, this would be maybe also a question for, Uh, for the the funders of idea if they um or what are the benefits they took all those years from this work but i think that benefits that exist is maybe something that we see because um we see in our relationships um otaku we would not know each other if we would not have been in the network somehow yeah um, 
we would not have done uh, this really beautiful Spice Road project together if we wouldn't have known each other. Uh, we um, we would not have traveled to to Iceland, Lomé and Rostock and Hong Kong um, all those years if we wouldn't have been in the network and someone wouldn't have given their free time to, to organize it. So um, it's true, it's really tiring and it's a question that I ask myself sometimes. Um, shouldn't I maybe put my free time more in my, my personal life? <laughs> and um, and 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 um, relax a little bit and not work um, during night time um, to to make to organize the for example the travel or the um, the food for a group of twenty people in a country I don't know. Mm. It's a good question, but. Um, after the meeting, I always, I'm always so energized and I, I feel that the people who, who were part of it also took their benefits and they are maybe not at a point where they could give their free time. There's always a reason why you cannot give your free time. It's also an economical question. Some mm. people can give their free time and some people not. And I think we are, after the last meeting in Iceland, we are all so happy to have met each other. And maybe it's a really human, um, yeah, a really human experience and benefit we took out of this also. Okay. You have really answered me very well about that. Is that the benefits that someone ends up receiving at the end of the Of, of the network meeting or of the conference that makes them to push more and more. Yeah, and that's the purpose of the network. Yeah, uh, for our dear listeners, I think we shall not continue beyond here for this first session of our conversation with Katy. And maybe, Katy, if you would like to say maybe bye for now because we shall have you again in the next episode. Talk more about the other details. How is it being played in terms of the political side of of this Global North and Global South? Because you talked about uh, having conferences in Europe easier than having conferences in, in the Global South. Traveling, how it is easier for someone from the Global North to travel to the Global South than how someone comes from the Global South to travel to the Global North. So in our next episode, we shall be talking more deep into this political side of it. I think it's a good idea. It's a really interesting interesting question and I would love to um, talk about this topic with you. Okay, good then. Our dear listeners, I think you can join us in the next episode as we continue, we continue the conversation. For now, I'd say bye. Would you like to say bye for now? Yes, goodbye. It was so nice to meet you, Otaku. Thank you so much. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. Hear my true story. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, 
hearmytruestory.com for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.